Hello, welcome to episode three of We the Systems, brought to you by Solar System. Right now, this is Conan and somebody else, but I'm not sure who else is with me. Um, I'm saying that this is, long you know, this is my third time recording this video because after the first two times I started, we began dissociating so much that there was a three minute pause of us just saying and doing nothing, and I didn't know how to edit it out. So I'm starting this over and giving this another chance since I'm grounded. Um, if you don't remember, I was the one who produced episode one, which I would recommend you seeing as it's the introduction to this channel. Um, I didn't make episode two, but I decided to go and do episode three, which is Inner Worlds. Figured I I'm really interested in doing these podcasts and I overall enjoy it. Also, I have a decent knowledge of the inner world, so I figured I was an alright candidate for making this episode. Um, some things that I plan to talk about in this episode is um, differences between inner worlds of different like systems and stuff, um, purposes of an inner world, and talk about some of our experiences with our inner world, at least. So big thing to note is that is that I'm specifically talking about inner worlds with systems, not singlets. Um, it is very possible for people without DID or OSDD to have inner worlds. Obviously, there would not be alters in these inner worlds, but it is very possible. So I'm not so there's no discrediting to that. I'm just focusing more on system ones since this is focused since this podcast is focused on systems. Also, I'm very sorry. I'm still dissociating a little. <laughs> um, another thing is inner worlds can really range from system to system. So no two inner worlds are the exact same. Some may be really big and have a lot of aspects to it. Some may be super small. Some might be like a house, while others could be like planets, pretty much. That's how different they can be. The other thing is, though I haven't seen this much, I have seen some systems who have reported not having an inner world. Whether it's that nobody has access to the inner world or their inner world just is non-existent, I'm not sure. But that is something that I have seen others experience. Um, a few others, actually. So I do want to note that that's very much possible, and that's also very valid. So one thing about inner worlds is there's a lot of positives and a lot of importance to having an inner world. One big thing is that it can help with communication between alters. So, for example, if something super big happens outside... I am in the inner world and somebody else is in the inner world. They could tell me what happened. Now I know. So now I know that and it's that important thing next time that I'm fronting. Um, of course, that would mean that two alters would have to have access to the same area in the inner world, which doesn't always happen. Sometimes there's alters who are limited to only one place in the inner world or a few places. And sometimes there's places where alters are that nobody else has access to. So, for example, we have the two Mayas are in this one place where 
nobody else can go to and they can't go anywhere else. So there's basically no communication with them at all. And the only communication is them with each other. Um, one thing is I feel like there are like amnesic barriers with that. And I'm sure with therapy and healing and such, that would, like, that could improve and that could also affect and strengthen communication and really narrow down those amnesic barriers between places in the underworld. Um, yeah. Sorry, I'm still dissociating a bit. I know I've said that already. <laughs> um, so... Another thing that's good is about that. Wow, okay, I'm very sorry. <laughs> um, another thing that's really helpful is it can be a comforting place at a time of distress. So sometimes hunting can get really difficult, and altars might not be coping well with something. There might be a situation that's stressing them out, and the inner world could be a place of comfort. So, for example, I know when Boo has a really rough day, sometimes he'll go into the inner world and he'll really just hang in, hang in his room all day. And that's something that helps him personally. Another example is we have an area in the inner world called Quiet Place. And Quiet Place is a room that you'll go into. And when you go into it, it transforms into something specifically comforting and helpful to, like, that altar. <clears throat> so, for example, for a lot, of, a lot of times when Littles go there, they've said that there's been a lot of stuffed animals. It's been, like, nice pastel colors. The floors and walls have been soft. There's been, like, nice little paintings and stuff like that. And it's really... Um, it's really, like, changes for the individual and what they need at the time. So, I think that's really cool, honestly, because the inner world can just help with a lot of things. Um, but yeah. So, like I said, there are, like, some places that sometimes alters can access or can access. So, some things with that is... Obviously, there could be the issues with communication, which does improve with time and healing and therapy and such. Although that's something that is really difficult and we might get into therapy a bit more in future episodes. Though we don't have a ton of experience with that as therapy has been complicated for us personally. But that could be something that is meant that is a topic in the distant future, though it won't be one in the near future. Um, another thing is an altar or a gatekeeper such could be sort of limiting a person to an area. So if somebody, they feel that one area could really be harmful to a certain altar, they may make it so, if they have the power to, they may make it so that person can't really go to that area because they feel that it's safest for that person. So I know a system that has a lot of planets and one of their altars, it, they don't know that they're a system and it's better that they don't know they're a system. So that altar is on a different planet with a few, with very few 
um, I believe one other, who is who does not tell them about them being a system. And this person is in place where they can't really front or see others. And in that case, that's not really an aspect of communication, but that's an aspect of the other alters putting in an effort so that they so that the one alter does not have access to a bunch of other areas. <coughs> Another thing that I think is pretty neat is not always, but sometimes other alters have the ability to change aspects of the underworld. So Sometimes when you have an inner world, it just sort of happens. You don't really plan it, but it just sort of forms, whether you like it or not. But sometimes in the inner world, people can have control of it. Whether this is specific alters or really the system as a whole, it depends. And sometimes with alters who have the ability to make changes, some of them might only be able to make really small changes. While others might have the ability to make gigantic changes. So, an example of this would be um, Ashton. He's a little in our system. He's really comfortable being mentioned, which is why I'm not really hesitating. Um, and he might actually make the video on littles we've been talking because we wanted to find a little that is that we feel comfortable putting on this podcast. Not putting on feels weird. That feels comfortable being on this podcast and that we feel comfortable showing to a larger audience, and we think Astra might be that one. Um, he's been able to, in the past, control really small aspects of the inner world. So an example was he created a cat, like an NPC, which was a, of a cat in the inner world. Now an NPC, um, which was coined by like the role-playing community, or gaming community, or something like that. Oh, gaming, not role-playing. <laughs> um, which stands for non-play playable characters, basically is uh, something in the inner world or somebody in the inner world that doesn't really have the ability to front and isn't, and isn't really like an alter of such. Although sometimes they can be confused with fragments. A lot of times they have a specific job um, or like one specific task. So again, it's not really sure if they're alters or not, though I know this cat isn't an alter as the cat was made by Ashton, <laughs> but NPCs sometimes can be confused with fragments and sometimes can be alters. And especially if like they don't know like how it was formed. So... Some bigger changes were, example, Dale, who he's not around anymore. He integrated from our system, but he pretty much built our whole entire campsite, <laughs> um, which a campsite is a place where a lot of alters in our system live. And it's a very huge place that, honestly, I'm not sure how we did it because I don't really have the ability to do any of that. It's really impressive. <laughs> While, again, not everything is, like, alter-made, though. Some of it just kind of happens from the brain. So an example is 
Budson Avenue. That's another main place where a lot of altars live. I live there personally. Really nice neighborhood. <laughs> um, but basically, this place, nobody, at least that we know of, made it. It just sort of existed. It had to, It was around before I was, so I can't give that much detail on it. But as far as I know, that might have been one of the first places in the inner world, along with the woods, maybe? Or, like, at least a wooded area, which is where the campsite now is. But it used to kind of just be an area surrounded by a lot of woods. I'm being told now that it's actually... It was an open space that was surrounded by woods. It wasn't a wooded area itself. Um, which, oh, speaking of inner worlds, a fun fact is the person who I heard that from was Clarence, who is in this place that we have called SeaWorld. So SeaWorld is basically a place where it's like under the ocean and you're able to see outside from where it is. So usually if you're there, since you can kind of see outside, you're aware of the body. So that place in the inner world, you're typically co-conscious while you're in there. And so right now Clarence is in there and he's watching outside. And he told me that from SeaWorld. Now, this is off topic, but I thought that this is something really amusing. So apparently when we made the name SeaWorld, everyone... No one, like, tried this, but we often get asked if it's, like, a pun for, like, seeing the outside world. So, like, S-E-E world. But apparently it wasn't. It was just kind of made because it was like, oh, yeah, it's, like, the sea. And it's shows, like, to another world. But it wasn't, like, it wasn't, like, oh, yeah, seeing another world type thing. It was just sort of a coincidence. <laughs> Which I thought was kind of amusing. Um, speaking of... And another thing is... Some places in the inner world, it's not exactly that like people really occupy it. So, there's some places that are really like meant for different reasons. So, for example, like I said, the quiet place is meant to be a comforting place in the inner world. Budson Avenue and the campsite are meant to be living areas. SeaWorld's meant to be a place where you can see outside and is also the most available area if you want to front. But there's definitely other reasons for the world to exist. So for example, we have a place called the city and the city is filled with NPCs and it's filled with a lot of buildings and it's just a very large area, city-like area um, where you can do a lot of like cool activities. And this is the place where we have the most NPCs out of anywhere. And again, these, they kind of just exist. Um, so since they sort of just formed, we don't really know if they're fragments or if they're just NPCs. None of them have seemed to have the ability to front or really like understand the idea of being a system. So we're assuming that like, none of them are altars, similar to, like, how the cat's definitely not an altar. Um, although we do have cat altars, but, like, the altar, the cat that Ashton made is not an altar. 
obviously. Um, but that place is somewhere where you kind of just go to have a good time. I know there's a club in there that Skylar likes to go to and do adult things, which I'm not going to get into detail with. And let's see, what other places are there? There's also, I have a list, but I'm not looking at it for some reason. There's also this place called the Clubhouse, which the Clubhouse is the second most area closest to the front. So it's on the beach at SeaWorld, but it's not exactly under the water yet. It's still in the sand, like on the shore. And basically this Clubhouse, there's a few instruments in there. And then there, it always is playing music, but there's no source from the music. It's just from inside the clubhouse. And it sort of reflects the mood of like the system as a whole. So if the system, like overall, like most of the altars are not doing really well, sometimes the music could be darker. Or it could also reflect the mood of an altar if they're having an extremely strong emotion. So, for example, one day an altar was extremely angry. And he was the only one that was, like, feeling this way, but it was so intense that it started playing, like, screamo music, and it was blasting this music that was, honestly, it sounded pretty bad. <coughs> but, basically, that's something that we haven't really seen in other inner worlds, because that's something that's unique to our system. And again, every inner world is different. And, like we said before when I said that some altars have access to places in the underworld but some don't. I'm gonna list a few of them. Um there's these train tracks, which Kayla is the only one who really has access to. Actually I can't really vouch for that. Nobody else has tried to access these train tracks. But like we know for a fact that they were made specifically for Kayla. So a thing about them is they were based from the outside world, actually. Because often in the summer, um, Kayla will front and she'll walk on these abandoned train tracks. And it's just sort of something that she did. And it's really like one of the few things that she enjoys because she's, some, she's an altar who is very solemn and very sad and struggles with a lot. And that's one of her few things that make her feel better. And... I know one thing about it is outside on these train tracks, a lot of times she would find really strange things. Um, so one day she like found a tire. She's found like weird, I don't know, weird containers. <laughs> I know that sounds strange. And she's also found a lot of golf balls, but that's because there's a golfing place that's like by the train tracks. But she would always bring these things back and would be super intrigued about them. And this happy place, I guess, was visualized inside the mind. And now these tra there's train tracks inside. And she goes on them every single day. And whenever she comes back, she always brings some really weird item that just appeared on the train tracks one day. And it's almost like they appeared for her to find. <coughs> but yeah, they just sort of... That also just sort of existed, and that's made specifically for her. The other place is Riley's house. Riley's house is also modeled out, like from the outside world. It's modeled 
exactly like the house that we are in right now. <laughs> Apparently, this is what she said because when she fronted, she she. I'm being told that she said that this is exactly what her house looked like. So I can assume. Um, and not many people have access to it. She has access to it, obviously, as it's her house. Um, there's this wolf, Marky, who has access to it. And Jade and Emmy have access to it. So four people. Uh, we've brought up Maya's Wonder the Maya's Wonderland. And the only other two places, three places, <coughs> is there's Sebastian's castle. Um, he's a fragment who has a really specific job. So his job sort of requires him to have his own place that's a bit secluded. So he does. And that's really a place that only people can enter if he gives them permission, or else they really can't. Then there's Dark Cloud. Dark Cloud is a place in the sky where Forzy lives. I'm not sure why only for why Forzy has his own place, but I believe it's because it used to belong to Z, who was a past part of Forzy, and Z was a trauma holder and sort of needed a secluded area that was safe for him. And then lastly, there's the nothing. And the nothing is just this dark mass area that nobody really has access to other than Sebastian. And if you're in the nothing, you're... I think, I believe that if you're dormant, that might be where you are in the inner world while you're asleep, is somewhere in the nothing. But... I'm not positive. I don't know all that information, and nobody really knows a lot about the nothing. We believe that there's a lot unknown about the nothing, especially. Um, we found a lot, apparently, from Sebastian going to the nothing. Um, when our core first discovered, like, our core, when he wasn't fronting for a while, would go into the nothing and would just sort of be unconscious. And we wanted to guess that's probably the most similar that it gets to not having an inner world, which is where you're just unconscious if you're not fronting. And that's what it was like for Kyle for a while, until he gained more access to the inner world as the amnesic barriers decreased. <laughs> but, yeah. Um... I did, the last thing I wanted to mention is, since not everyone has access to areas of the inner world, there's always places that you might not know about. So, we have an altar that, we're pretty sure we have an altar. She's not confirmed. But we believe we have an altar named Kendra. We know because there's been some hints from her past fronting, especially from last March, but we've never seen her in the inner world. Well, we're not sure if she's in the nothing or what. We do know she exists, and there's very possible that she's somewhere in the inner world. Another thing is, I'm from Budson Avenue. Budson Avenue and the campsite, we didn't know about each other for years. <laughs> and there just were those amnesic barriers that fell when the brain decided it was ready, and that's when we discovered each other existing. But 
know that finding other places in the inner world and amnesic barriers coming down, though it might be scary, <coughs> especially with discovering new altars, it's something that's overall means that there is healing going on and it is what the brain decided what was best to do. But, yeah. So, I really hope that somebody got through this episode because this is a bit long. But I do hope that you enjoyed watching this, learned a bit about inner worlds in general, and learned specifically a little bit about our inner world. Now, I personally find that hearing about others' inner worlds is something that's super cool and we're really interested in. So if anybody wants to ever talk to us about inner worlds, you're free to DM us on Instagram, solace.system, or message us on Discord, which is solace with a capital S, um, hashtag 4127. Thank you, and have an amazing rest of your night from We The Systems, Solace Systems.